welcome back to the Cuddy and Gavi show. Gavi, we're in our brand new podcast studio. We have our own set because we are podcast superstars now. And we are on Spotify, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Apple. So before we get started, we have to do a little cleanup. Gavi had Oregon over Colorado. Cuddy, bet him 10 bucks. Here's my 10 bucks, Gavi. Thank it you. Was, it wasn't even a close game. I mean, my boy Deion Sanders got smoked. I, I thought his interview afterwards was good. I, I thought he was a gentleman about it. He had some cockiness, but he was good. It was it was an interesting yeah, game, though. Phil Knight, Phil Knight, he called in the troops. He called in... He called in his guys, his stars that showed up there. This was big for Nike. It's that's Nike headquarters out there. He's uh, an alumni. He this was a national televised game. Dion was getting all the publicity. This was their opportunity to step on this team. And uh, I hate to tell you, they have to play USC this week, Oregon. What's that look like? You have a prediction? Uh, well, that won't be my game. But if I was. Take USC again, and they're going to destroy Oregon again. The points are 21 points, so you could beat them by 21 points, and you know you, you might, or 20 points, you might not even cover, and that still to me is a. As and a who's book. Colorado play? I don't even know. No, Colorado's playing oh, USC. Oh, Colorado's playing, playing USC. USC. Okay, Colorado. so that's the, yeah, that Colorado's playing USC, and USC is going to. Uh, I think they might beat them worse than Oregon. Oh my God! So, Dion's, so what's your pick of the week? What do you get? What you know, do you have there? Just my little thing. I think Clemson. College or pro? Oh, college. college okay. I like Clemson minus six and a half over Syracuse. All right. Okay. All Clemson, right. I think, is going to show the country that they are much better than what they have shown uh, in the last couple of weeks against Florida State and you know the North Carolina team. And I think they're going to. Uh, it could be a trouncing. And do you, do you have a pro game? or I mean, the Dolphins were unbelievable. That 70-point score, that was yeah, nice. you he, he could be the best quarterback in the league if he stays healthy, too. I mean, you know, unbelievable. He stays healthy. If he stays healthy, if he doesn't get a concussion, that could be a great— New York Jets were going to the Super Bowl if Aaron Rodgers stayed healthy, but he didn't. <laughs> well, <laughs> but he didn't. well, now that you talk about that, I mean, now we have this Colin Kaepernick. I right. mean, we're going out of order, but there's so much—I have pages here of stuff to talk about Colin Kaepernick now wants back in the NFL now for for those of you that aren't familiar most of you are he's the guy that started kneeling and protesting the national anthem with his hand up in the air and all day long you watch these people trying to get across the border Venezuelans whatever to be in America because it's so great this guy was making 14 million bucks a year, and he had to be an asshole and protest. And, you know, working families are paying $200, $300 a ticket. All they want to do is let life behind them and go and watch a game and relax. And you have this guy protesting about America, and he's making 14 million bucks a year. Well, there's there's a couple ways to look at it, you know. I, I think if he wants, I'm want, sorry, I only look at it once. <laughs> well, if he wants to protest, I have no problem with him protesting on his own. I just think that he works. His employer was the San Francisco 49ers, and they and the day that he shows up for work, they have him from 12:45 p.m. 
till four o'clock when the game's over. That's everything. So he represents the San Francisco 49ers and the ownership. And I just think that that's a personal protest. Just for just for the same thing, if you have an employee that wears a Donald Trump hat, and you can say, I don't want you wearing a Donald Trump hat to work. Well, I, I agree, he shouldn't wear a Donald Trump hat. But if he wants to wear the Donald Trump hat at eight o'clock at night going to a store, that's up to him. So I think that uh, Kaepernick tried to use the platform of the game for his own personal thing. Like you said, you see Venezuelans uh, and other— uh, They're cutting They're, cutting, wire, they're, they're coming through razor wire. Razor wire to, to come get into, into this country. This guy's making $14 million a year, and he, does, and he wants to protest. Yeah, and the big, but the big thing right now is he's been out of football for— he's been out of football for years now. Yeah, it's and, at least uh, five years. And, and, and the thing that—the the elephant in the room is— he might still have the talent. He might be better than some of these backups in the league. I, I probably think he is. But what he brings to a team, just to, if you're an owner, he brings picketing. He brings, he brings your fan bases upset. He will turn off half your fan base, maybe more. So if you're an owner of a team and everything's like a well-oiled machine, why do you want chaos to come to your team for a backup? If he well, was a superstar, meh, you yeah. know. But he's a backup. So at a backup, you don't need aggravation. So with that, you should everybody should just say goodbye to Colin Kaepernick. And right. and he made money from Nike. He gave they gave him a huge, you know, fifty, right. sixty million dollars. So he's off in the sunset as far as yeah, I'm concerned. Yeah, that, that um that guy Phil Knight, he he's like anti uh, establishment, whatever. I remember when all this was going on, he was more than happy to hire him and run those ads i think he made 20 million dollars from the ads that he ran yeah, i don't i don't blame i don't blame him i just think it was the times we did a lot of things at the times i mean from from how we handled covid the black lives matter everybody bought into black lives right. matter and now you look at uh you look at philadelphia last night i mean what wow. was it they, i mean by the way the philadelphia phillies they they won a playoff game uh, so they, they clinched getting into the playoffs, and there was a riot in Philadelphia that they looted the stores. They could have four more opportunities. They could win the, the divisions. They could destroy the city and four mean, more games. I mean, they have to get to the—just to get to the World Series, they could have four more celebrations. <laughs> I don't think the city could handle all these celebrations. Well, at least the rioters are smart. They go right for Lululemon and the Apple Store. I mean, they don't mess around. It's always good to steal it. one sneaker when you go out of there and they right. put one sneaker on display. Right. That's always great. It's worth— it's, it's you know worth uh, risking. But they're everything. not they're not robbing a bookstore. You know they're, <laughs> they're going to the Apple Store. They're going to the Barnes Lula. and Noble. By the way, was untouched. <laughs> it was it was it was untouched. That they found in fact that was on the news. That was untouched. Anyway, um, this week in the New York Post, before I came in to the brand new gorgeous podcast studio for our hundred and I don't even I didn't even check. We were so busy this week. We were at one hundred four thousand listeners. Probably a lot higher, but so there was an article in the New York Post about how Starbucks is now changing their delivery system. You ever go into a Starbucks and stand behind somebody and they say, I want a grande maca chappuccino and I want a splash of almond and I want two drops of, si and you're like, what the fuck? Are you really kidding me? I mean, you're going to, how, how am I going to, and you stand there for 15 minutes while everybody orders like that. And even the drive-throughs, like the line for the drive-through is always 15, 16. You close. have to have nothing but time on your hands to do that. 
but nothing but time. I'm serious. And you know what's crazy? It reminds me of that when you were a kid. And do you remember the first time you went into like 30 Baskin Robbins, 31 flavors? Right. And you got behind the person who wanted to sample <laughs> six of them, and they gave you that little spoon, and you're watching the person say, ah, oh, and then, you're and then like, you, I'll buy it. And then I'll move. take a scoop of vanilla after like trying, and you're behind that person. It's right. like, you know, so I think Starbucks is like the same thing. Well, I, I never understood how they made money because it's just everybody has this individualized. How do they even employ people that are going to be able to make those very fancy drinks? So now they're they're starting, you know, a um, a fast pace program where um, so many of these um, drinks will be made in advance, or or they'll be standardized drinks. In fact. I saw that guy, Howard Schultz, two summers ago or three summers ago in the Starbucks out there in Bridgehampton, New York. And this is before he had the uh, coffee to go. You know, wow. where oh, yeah. he, the mobile app. Yeah. So he was there with his grandson and they have picnic tables in there. So I sit down at the picnic table and I start making uh, a short conversation with him. And I said to him, I said, you know what? You know, I get the same thing all the time. Why don't you have a kiosk when you walk in so I don't have to. So stand it's already pre right. Yeah, yeah. And I just push the button and I just go to the pickup thing. And he said to me, excuse me, sir, don't you see I'm on time out with my grandson, time off with my grandson, don't bother me. <laughs> so I said to myself, okay. And then, <laughs> then, then wow. like a month later or two months later or six months later, he now has, you know, his mobile app. So, so he was know. listening. Maybe he was like <laughs> partially listening. But anyway, so last night, Gavi, we had the second Republican debate. And honest to God, I wish they would do a Saturday Night Live skit on it because they had, they had two hours before I'm listening to the radio in my car and they're saying how everybody, how everybody prepares for this debate. And I'm sitting there thinking of Chris Christie <laughs> back there eating like a bowl of linguine uh, or something. Uh, he, uh, let me tell you something. I got to tell you. First of all, it was an embarrassment. You know, I'm a Republican and— uh, that leans left, but uh, it was it was an embarrassment, and like they all like picked on Donald Trump for not showing up, and right, Chris Christie did, and, and Governor DeSantis, and, and DeSantis. you know all of them basically, and. Uh, and he won the debate by not showing up because they all look like a bunch of clowns out there. So Donald Trump's your winner of the debate. He's the winner by not not partaking and looking like a clown like everybody else up there. I mean, the bickering. It was like it was like schoolgirls fighting, getting. Into, I mean, Nikki Haley like seriously fought three or four different people. Even though I thought she did great. Right. I thought she handled herself, and She's I think amazing. She, and she moved up, and I always liked her. But, you know, I had to see her. She still bickered with everybody up there. Christy, he's just a bull in a china oh store. Oh, my God. That he's, he's, he's an embarrassment. The guy from North Dakota, you know, he's good. He's just not going to get the airtime. So they're ready to kick him off to the right. curb. He's at 1%. Uh, I, think the, uh, I think that uh, uh, Dana How about Mike Pence? Mike Pence. He's first, like stiff as a board. Not as he's stiff as a board. I mean, Dana Perino, I think, was was a good, uh, you know, uh, moderator. And he, she basically said, you know, you didn't answer my question. He basically, she asked him, 
one question. He answered what he wanted to answer. And, yeah, um, he just changes the subject. Yeah, and then he tries to talk over people. So I think they have to come up with a thing that either they get an electric shock <laughs> or they cut or they cut the mic out. But I don't want to hear the bickering because they keep fighting. So ask a question, and if you mention someone's name, they're allowed to rebuttal. They should be the only two mics that are turned on. Everybody else's mic gets completely silent until the question comes. Well, Gavi, I don't want to hear a, the fight. Gavi is a problem solver, obviously, and you have all these geniuses on Fox News, and they can't figure it the fuck out. But Gavi's got to figure it out. I mean, it's these ridiculous. No, it doesn't mean. They, I mean, it's like like like, like they was a circus. Teach yeah, it's a circus. But you know who I think won the debate. The Reagan Presidential Library. It was gorgeous, wasn't it? I mean, they have Air Force One that Ronald Reagan flew around in in the middle of the library. That's the backdrop. Right. I mean... I would like to go out there and visit. That's how nice it was. It. I, I, I never was there. there. And it is... I've been there and the George W. Bush Library in Texas, and they're both unbelievable. You right. know, it's it's about the both eight I want to go visit. That's how nice it looked. I want to go out there. unbelievable. It's really, really so cool. And it was presented so well that, you know, you really, really want to um, go there and see it. But right now, I mean, you know, we'll just wrap it up on Republican politics. But Trump is just 40-some points ahead. I think it's just curtains. At well, point, I think what you're going to have to see is— um, It's a submission hole Well, here. but I think what's a little unfair that, that, we're, that you have to talk about a little bit is— um, Sean Hannity is going to have a debate that he set up between Governor Newsom of California and uh, Governor DeSantis of Florida. And if I was any of the other presidential candidates you that are up there— You want equal time. I would want equal time. I think that that's going to be on national TV. You, what you're basically saying is— It's like a UFC fight. Yeah, you're, but, <laughs> yeah it is. But you're basically saying if Donald Trump isn't going to be the guy or Joe Biden— these are really the two people that are you're going to have an unofficial presidential debate. And it's like, I don't think that that's really fair to the other people, like to a Nikki Haley or to anybody else. And that's coming. And by the way, Governor Newsom but wait is excellent. Is the, excellent on, yeah, on a debate stage. He's amazing. But the backdrop to that, I'm going to take the other side, Gabby. The backdrop to that is... Joe Biden is, like, failing quickly in front of our eyes, so he may not be the candidate, as well as all this nonsense with the, his son and, and the money. And then Donald Trump has four indictments. They just took his license away to do business, unfortunately, in New York. So they're looking at, you know, maybe these two guys are go-aways, and, you know, who's— Well, I don't know if the network—the network, I understand why they're doing it. They're going to get unbelievable ratings. I understand why the Democrats want to put Newsom up there, because that is their best horse for this race. So this gives them the opportunity— you mean Pete Buttig Judge isn't there about <laughs> no, no, and not just that. What they're going to do is, like I said, Governor Newsom. I, I can't stand the way the state is being run. It's a joke. I would never. I mean, how could we have a person that treats San Francisco, Los Angeles, the whole state is a shithole? But the guy happens to be great on his feet. He could end up. The country will end up looking at him and saying, hey, he's pretty good. I would like him better than Biden. There will be tremendous pressure for Joe Biden to step down after this, a after after this the, debate because, because people are going to – you're going to see all the papers saying he is our guy. Right. And they're going to now looking. do all the work for him. And there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that people don't know. 
there's a couple primaries that can go by. I didn't know that Joe Biden can take his delegates and he can give them to somebody. So, so Newsom could turn around, not even go to any of these primaries, and he could get Joe Biden's delegates, and he could be a, basically appointed by Joe Biden and say, this is who I'm giving my delegates to. He did great. I think he would win. And, uh, and that's, that's a real possibility. And then if, uh, if DeSantis doesn't do well— you know, then the Republicans have to look into their party and say, maybe it's not Trump, maybe it's not DeSantis, and I think it, it could benefit Nikki Haley. Yeah, but I agree with you. Some some bright attorney or a lot of bright attorneys could make a legal argument that, you know, me as a candidate, whether it's Chris Christie or somebody, deserves equal time because they're doing a national, you know, show on it. And so do you think they'll be t- discussing abortion? Now, wait, let's not discuss that. <laughs> so last week we talked a little bit about abortion. My phone was blowing up from all the people, you know, going crazy over what we said and what we didn't say and how we said it. We're never no, discussing we're it not, again. We're not, we're, we're not discussing We're not that. discussing abortion. Cross but, it off your but list, they will, they will be, it off. They will be discussing, you know, illegal immigration. Uh, they will be discussing health care. They will be discussing crime. They'll be discussing all that. You know, it's uh, it's crazy and how the two sides are going to eventually have to see eye to eye. I mean, uh, Jake Tapper, I believe. Uh, CNN. CNN. He, he interviewed a congresswoman, I believe. Uh, Clinton News Network. Yeah, but he interviewed a congresswoman, and he asked her, is the border secure? And she said, yes. Before he could get to some of her other points, which he agreed on some of her other points, he couldn't believe her answer by saying the border is secure. So he asked her several times, and several times she said, it's secure. So I have a question. Now how can that be? Like he's saying, we're watching the border right now right. on TV. How can it be that you watch 14,000 people came across in one day? And we don't know who a lot of, that doesn't include Godaway. So come on, we got to be, if we and can't. all the fentanyl, the drugs. If we the can't people, get the to sex the. Sex trafficking. If we can't get to the point to admit that the border is wide open, then the more, then our two sides are just so far apart. So I, I'm curious because I'm watching the same thing on Fox News. So. You have all these people crossing this river or whatever it is. Where would the wall go? If you had a wall, where would the wall go? I mean, if there's a waterway there, where do they build a wall? On the U.S. side. Oh, on the banks of the U.S. side, side. you put a wall. I see. But, but as, according to last night, listening to some of the debate, that the drug cartels are so sophisticated now tunnels. that they're building tunnels that they say that tractor trailers. Right. That tractor trailers are like going through. So it's not like, you know, everybody thinks it's a tunnel, like a Vietnamese person that's dr- going through, like Bye the height. Vietnam War, going through <laughs> like this little tunnel for one guy that's five foot two. No, it's it's a tractor trailer with air conditioning going through. And it's, um, and it's unbelievable. So I don't know. We're building a wall that, like, I don't think means anything. Well, you know, they say the amount of fentanyl is there, that has come across is enough to kill every American in the United States of America. Several times. Several times. They made $16 then, billion dollars to drug cartels. $16 billion. And then you have all the sex trafficking of underage children, which obviously is disgusting. So I don't know what Joe Biden or the Democrats are thinking here about. Here. I know how Joe Biden could help the border. What could he do? He could send his dog commander. 
who has bit 15 Secret Service agents already. (laughs) And if he would send commander to protect our border or actually breed some more commanders, it could solve some of the problems. But, like, he's wasting them on our own Secret Service. Fifteen times commander has bit a Secret Service. I mean, when do you put the dog out to a farm? Well, I've been a dog owner for the last, let's call it, 30 years. I thought if a dog bites one or two people, that's it. It's curtains for the dog. I don't know. I mean, Send commander to like, to like Ukraine and oh let him. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. Yeah, let him go to. It's like the, an SAT uh, exam. Yeah. I should have my. Let phone him. Off. Let him go to uh, Ukraine and fight the Russians, commander. And yeah. he's not. By the way, and commander isn't the only uh, commander problem right now. The owners of the Washington Redskins. All of a sudden, they 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 throw in the towel and they change the name from Redskins to Commanders, and now they're being sued by the Indians that they think they want to go back to Redskins. Yeah, kind of crazy. Uh, you have so many opinions in America. That's my Commanders in the news today. So, you know, yeah, I mean, it's a real issue with this dog, and I I don't understand why Joe Biden's being so obstinate with it. I mean, I understand he loves his pet. Everybody loves their pet, but. You know, when you have circus all around dogs and lightning around dogs and people around dogs, I mean, dogs react, and this dog obviously is Listen, not reacting Vegas, well. Vegas had odds. It was 13 bites, and the dog <laughs> has to go. And this dog is still here, so the over it was the right play on this. I mean, 15 dogs. How would you like to have a house with... With commander that bites fifteen dogs, you got Hunter Biden leaving cocaine packets in the in the thing. I mean, stripper for a daughter-in-law. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, I, a, I, it's like, like a comedy show over I there. I mean, this White House. And is, Joe is unconscious. He has no idea where he is. But the good news is, they and and they relaxed the dress uh, code for Fetterman, but they now changed that. It wasn't just the Republican side. They finally said, you know, enough is enough. Well, I don't even understand that. You go, you're you're um, a doorman at a hotel. You have to wear a uniform. You're a waiter in a restaurant. You have to wear a uniform. You're a teller at Wells Fargo Bank. You have to wear uh, a teller, shirt and tie. You have to wear a shirt and tie. How is it that you're a United States senator? United States senator. And you can go in there in a hoodie and Lululemon shorts. I mean, it was just unbelievable that they changed the dress code. For <laughs> but talking about the Senate, we have this guy. Men- How do you say his name? Menendez. Or- yeah, Menendez. Menendez. He's I can't back. Say He's it. back in the news. He He's did- back. I mean, this guy was a stone cold criminal six years ago. He escaped it on a mistrial. On a hung jury. On a hung jury. And now they find gold bars with the fingerprints on it. That he Googled to find out how much they're worth when he came (laughs) back. He wanted to know what a gold bar is worth. Uh, $500,000 in cash stuffed into his coat pockets. I mean, they have him stone cold. What was amazing was his wife has a higher bail than he does. His wife's... Because she's the one that was... She was the Hunter Biden in this case, like to what Joe Biden is. Basically, uh, she even is on an email that said to... To one of the people from Egypt, oh, Christmas comes in January. Thank you. When she got delivered her car, her convertible Mercedes, and she wanted to thank him for the Christmas present. Well, I I have a theory. This is my theory. Um, Mende- how do you say it again? Menendez. I'm, I'm, my, my tongue gets tied. So he was head of the Foreign Relations Committee, and he was stealing money, and it, he was corrupt with Egypt. I believe. 
he knows everything that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden did. This is my theory. Nobody else's. Because you, you haven't heard it on the news. You haven't heard it from Sean Hannity. You're hearing it right here at the Cuddy and Gavi show. And after 115,000, well, 104 plus thousand people here, I believe he's your rat. He's going to rat out Joe Biden to save his ass. He's not going to jail. He's 79 years old. I agree with you. He's he is not, not he, going to jail. He has all, he has the keys to the kingdom. He has the keys. He knows being head of the Foreign Relations Committee. He's going to take Joe Biden down. He's taking Joe. Joe Biden's DOJ made a huge mistake by indicting this guy. They should have They should have just said, yo, dude, lose the bars, lose the cash. Absolutely. He has so much dirt on Joe Biden that he's not, he's not going to jail. He's, he'll do whatever he has to do to, to get immunity. He, right. He's going to cut a deal and he's going to say whatever he has to say. And he knows exactly what happened with Zelensky in Ukraine. He was in charge of all the farming. And he was in charge of doling out money, not doling out money, deciding who does what. Cuddy, he's going to say, I got a gold bar. Let me tell you what Joe Biden has. Yeah. I mean, Joe Biden has Fort Knox compared to what this guy has. So, right. you know, I mean, Joe Biden had so much money that they were giving grandchildren money. I mean, it was I mean, this guy, you know, uh, he he's. You know, it's just it's amazing. He's just not going to go to jail at this age. So you think does it does he rat out before the election or I mean, is that imminent or they're going to delay this? This this is like uh, they need strategy sessions here. This is the whole Democratic Party uh, is going to this is going to probably be after the election. So this is I, I Joe's I, not going to Joe's not going to be the guy anyway. It's going to be Newsom. Uh, so I don't understand this. I mean, these guys, I mean, I, you know, through my career, I was involved in litigation and it's so expensive. These lawyers, this, the 500 grand, this guy stole his peanuts compared to, he hired that Abby, whatever, who is by the way, Hunter Biden's lawyer. Right. So that's he's, a conflict, he, right? Or is it not a conflict? He hires the same lawyer. It's weird, isn't it? That, that's, it's, well, I think it's that's such a web. It's so crazy. Oh, my God. Everybody's, same lawyer. Right. It's the same lawyer as Hunter Biden. But, I mean, they get this guy on the phone. It's $10,000. So here you go. He stole 500 grand. He'll burn through that in two or three months of pretrial, this, that. Can Abby Lowe have both of them together and say, let's just blame the big guy? And they both blame Joe yeah, Biden for maybe everything. Hunter rats too. And they both blame Joe Biden. And then you heard this here first, folks. Hunter could be the rat too, right? <laughs> they both blame Joe and Joe. Hunter now is going to go down on this gun charge. I mean, right. this is a bad charge. Right. They, they, you know, they the plea be- deal's done. So, who knows what? But you know, there is so we have some big stuff in the news. And the other big thing that's happening is this Taylor Swift. I mean, she's in love. I think it's great. You know what? Who's she in love with, Gavi? Travis Kelsey. And I think, you know what? They're both the same age. He has his own money, and he doesn't have a little bit of money. I mean, he has a contract that's uh, $80, $90 million. He's going to sign that's again for Taylor another— Swift money, then. No, but Swift you know money. what? He's going to sign another— uh, Ninety million. He'll have a. He has Still a. Not Taylor Swift. He has a successful podcast. And by the way, he'll be like uh, Tony Romo. He will be on TV. He'll make his twenty million dollars a year being a TV announcer for sure. So it's guy. not Taylor Swift money, but they, he has his own money. She has his own money. He's an athlete. She, he likes entertainment. She could go on tour. He has an off season. He could be with her during the off season. You know, she's been with all these different. 
people that just didn't work out. This is how they meet. Do you know? I have no idea. I he wanted to meet my he, son. He, he wanted to meet her. He, oh. She did a show oh. in Kansas City, and he wanted to give her a Swifty bracelet, and uh, oh. and he put a thing out. Now you know she's a diehard Eagles fan. Oh, because she's yeah. from outside of Philadelphia. Oh, yeah, right, Allentown or uh, somewhere. Yeah, she's uh, from uh, Scranton or Berks something. County. Yeah, Berks, Berks County. County. Right. So she's an Eagles fan, and it's just so funny that uh, you know uh, Travis's brother, you know, uh, J uh, Jason plays for the Eagles. But yeah, that's uh, it's, and she's coming by the way this weekend. Kansas City plays the New York Jets national TV in uh, New York, and Taylor Swift is showing up at MetLife Stadium. For game two. Oh, geez. So the whole New York is going to go crazy. Will Colin Kaepernick be there? I mean, Colin maybe Kaepernick. he'll be on the sideline. But you know what? The Jets fans will be happy that they'll see... Uh, that they'll see uh, How much is it? I mean, a concert to see Taylor Swift. The ticket's 2000 3000 They'd sell out. What were, they were, there was this whole big lawsuit that people were reselling them and selling out so fast. And you know, it's you know, it's crazy. The government wants you to. They want to know who bought and traded Taylor Swift tickets for tax purposes. You know, because a lot of people made money. So uh -huh. it's kind of funny that the government wants to know if you did a, a Venmo or a Zelle for more than six hundred dollars. They want to know all transactions. This is what they're spending their they're, time wait, on. But. If when you, you can buy a pretzel from the guy with the card no, on the corner. No, it's better than that. You're allowed, you're allowed to go into a Walgreens, steal $950 worth of merchandise, and the government goes, we're not pressing charges. You can have that. Right. But if you buy Taylor Swift tickets and you don't declare the profit that you made on that, that is an offense that bothers me. Which, by the way, talk about little things like that. Did you see the clip... Uh, it was it was on social media. It was a guy that wears hats in country clubs. Yeah, that was great. I mean, you you belong to uh, you belong to Trump International. So you're not allowed to wear a hat in there, but you're allowed to sit down at the <laughs> table and say, "Look at that fat fucking pig over there." I mean, we, as why, long as the guy's who, so, who sold her that channel suit that she's wearing? Because they should be arrested for stealing from her. She's forty pounds heavier than that suit could wear. Yeah, I, these rules at the clubs, like you got to take your hat off before you insult the person next to you. But you know, as long as that happens. But, you know, speaking with, uh, just to let you know, Trump, how about that they want to take away his uh, New York real estate, his business licenses, uh, because he undervalued his property? I think they have uh, Mar-a-Lago, I think the judge valued it at $14 million. Which is just an insane number. You can't even get, <laughs> you know, like a parking spot up there for $14 million. Rush but Limbaugh went for $200 million, his house. I mean, 200 million, and they want Mar Largo, which is like 40 acres on the ocean, the intercoast. And it's an active business that runs so that you can make money. That, I mean, that's, what, that's undervaluing. I remember my son's graduation last year from college, and they had the worst commencement speaker. They should have somebody like Donald Trump, you know, to explain how you can, you know, whether you agree or disagree with him. He is one tough guy. I mean, look at the abuse he's taking. He's in, whether he did it or not, I'm not going to argue that. But I mean, these indictments, now they're yanking his, his, his license to do to do bit. I think he's in Detroit, isn't he, at the auto worker strike now? You know what was very interesting about that? You know, uh, Biden came because he found out that uh, he found out that Donald Trump was coming on Wednesday. So he came on Tuesday. So Joe Biden took a photo op and stood for 10 minutes with the United Auto Workers, which is bizarre that an, uh, a sitting president is actually taking a side of a, 
of you know when people are in negotiations, but but uh, Donald Trump, it was interesting. I was wanting to know what he would say, what his take would be, and he went up to the United Auto Workers. And he said, listen, I'm just letting you know we got to bring – we got to cut out these EV cars because you could get as – I want you to get as much money as you possibly can. But it doesn't make a difference if you strike a deal and you get all this extra salary if they eliminate your job because it takes less people to make these cars, and you're about to lose your job to the Chinese. And basically, they shut the plants down, right? So he or they need less people. So right. he says we got to eliminate these EV uh, situations. He's just trying to give them look into the future. Don't fight the battle. Look at the war because you're going to fight for this extra money, and then next year you're not going to have a job. Well, I I never understood the math. Let's just freeze the math. Say you're an auto worker making two thousand dollars a week. And you're on strike for six weeks. That's twelve thousand dollars. I did that math in my head, by the way. Six times two thousand. You didn't go to the Baltimore school district. <laughs> twelve thousand dollars. You you've lost that much in wages. Now, even if they give you a ten percent raise every year, how are you making twelve thousand dollars back? And they're saying these people are living week to week on what they're making. Well, how do you go six weeks without a paycheck? I I just don't. Well, because I, they're being told they're, they're they're being told it's like it's just like Joe Biden's telling you how do you think Bionomics is doing aren't you feeling great we're doing a great job but if you go and you put gasoline in your car if you go to the supermarket and you see uh, that your credit card your uh, interest rates have gone up I mean it, you don't need to be a rocket science to say no this isn't working they're going to realize come Christmas time that when they buy their Christmas gifts that their credit cards are maxed out and that this strike really hurt them yeah, I just don't understand how people that live week to week can go go six weeks without a paycheck. And if they scratch it on a piece of paper, how they can figure, even with this increase that they're going to get, how they're making back the, the $12,000. They're not winning this so fast. Don't think the big three isn't coming up and they're coming up with their ideas. I wouldn't be surprised if Ford, GM, and the people that bought out Chrysler – uh, if they don't get together and say, you know what, we're closing the plant down until January. You know what, we're going to re... Uh, they already stopped construction of their multi-billion dollar EV plant in Michigan. So they already put that on hold now. That's done. So I wouldn't be surprised if they said to these United Auto Workers, you're out until January. Boy, that would be devastating Now, what would happen then? Now, America would crush America. I mean, what, is Biden going to give them a, another handout? You can't because you can't be giving to different unions. That's something to negotiate. But I wouldn't be surprised. Just think of the residual effect. You have grocery stores that aren't doing as well. You have restaurants you that aren't. you got diners. That, they, they support, diners. They support yeah. so many people. But I have a funny feeling this big three, they're going to look at Joe Biden standing in that line, and they are going to do something like a chess match. They watch what Joe Biden did. They're going to come up with a move. And I think they're smarter than Joe Biden. So do you think Donald Trump can win the argument because of thinking rationally over these guys because he's saying we don't need EVs? I think Joe Biden, as time goes on, the longer the strike comes, the better Donald Trump's forecast looks. Right. So as long as the, when they start realizing, that's when all of a sudden dissension comes, when some people are saying, hey, this isn't working. You know, Joe Biden was here for 10 minutes and he left. And meanwhile, they're, you know, we're going to this EV isn't even working. 
Well, look at this writer's strike. They were on strike for 146 days. Now, I understand that we're podcast superstars and highly. I love. I didn't miss it. Did you? I didn't even miss it. But I'm. I'm like saying. I'll have my. How does somebody live 146 days without a paycheck? You know, it's they don't, and not what's really was hard for them. And then wait, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I guess I just did. But the actors are also on strike. Right. So what the fuck? It, it doesn't even matter if you settle the writers. Well, they settled. Didn't, they, didn't they settle it now? No, they settled the writers, not the actors. Right. Well, so what good is it if well, you settle writers, but the actors can't act? Well, I guess they can do that for some of the late-night TV shows. Oh, that's but, true. But, you know, I think one of the nails point, in the coffin... Gabby, I point. think one of the nails in the coffin was CBS, This uh, the last couple weeks, I, I was telling you this. You know, a lot of people never watched the TV show Yellowstone. You know, and they, they decide to go from season one, episode one, Yellowstone. And, you know, sometimes you just Brilliant. watch regular TV... And all of a sudden, it was great. I mean, I, it's been so many seasons, series since I saw it. So I watched it. It was the second time I'm watching it. And all of a sudden, I find myself watching, epi even though I can go through the whole thing, on I started watching the show, and I'm thinking, if I'm watching it, how many people are watching a show that they've already paid the production? They already The ratings, I guarantee you, the ratings were so good that they're like, you know what? Go on strike, stay on strike. The writers saw what the ratings were, and they thought, hey, we better do this, because they have seven seasons of Yellowstone they could put on every night, every Sunday night. Well, it's important to Kevin Costner, because he does have residuals, and he has $146,000 a month in child support. But he won. It came down from 173 to 67. So oh, is it 67000 Yeah, he did. I don't okay. know how she lives on that, 67000 a month. No, he has the residuals coming in, so of course that's the yeah. you know it's really good for him. But now you have the 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 actors are still on strike. They settled the writer strike, 146 days. They throw a ball game out there. They throw a UFC fight out there, and you know what? You don't miss the writers. Yeah, and talking about writers, we do have to give a shout out to our friend from Philadelphia who is doing documentaries. John Powell. John Powell has uh, a couple of documentaries. He's up for some awards. Um, and uh, Great friend from Philadelphia. Yeah, great friend. He did uh, a documentary on uh, 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 George Martirano. He was, uh, he was a guy that... Uh, went to jail. Went to jail. Went to jail for 30 years. It was going to be a life sentence. And, uh, you know, for selling, for selling pot. So it's a great, it's a mob type of uh, story. So you should, it's something to watch. He has a, a documentary coming out now that's going to win awards. There was a but rock, he did one on Kensington. He did know, one on Kensington. Which Kensington is a drug infused city part of Philadelphia that is just tragic. That he showed you the side of it that it's just, uh, it's, it was so well done and it's just, you know, you, you, it's educational. And now he has one on the, in Philadelphia we had, there was a group called the Hooters. It was a rock group and it's on the drummer, uh, the drummer's uh, life. And it's, uh, and it's, and it's interesting because you get to see how, uh, he was. It's. It's basically. He. He. Lived a sex. Uh, uh, sex. 
and rock and roll and uh, and drugs, and his band put him in rehab. They were touring every single night, this group, and they were making a lot of money, and they decided that they had to, like, take a break to put him in rehab, and he's trying to uh, make it up to him. I believe the drummer's name is David Uskin. I might, I might be butchering the name Uskinen. You like and, name, butchering names. And... Uh, and he is, uh, he's actually, he's in his, I, I believe, his late 60s, maybe 70s, and he's still putting on these drum solos, and he's still doing it, and he feels that he has to give back to his group, because they're making money right now, because of, they saved his life. And it's like the Hooters, if you really get a chance, great group, and this is uh, it's going to so win some awards. John Powell. John Powell. And what's, a, I don't know the name of his business or company. Uh, you know, he, he does it with... Uh, I forget her name. Uh, 76 French, French Capital or? No, that's, he's, he's the, yeah, 76 Capital is, yeah, uh, is one of his things. Them, yeah. But that's not what, who thought it. And her name is, uh, I forget her first name, but it's uh, Frenchie, Frenchie. She's like, uh, I think, the producer. She's excellent. Great stuff. Excellent. Great stuff. Well, Good for Philadelphia. Good for Philadelphia. Well, we're talking about sex because we like to talk about it every week on the show. Again, in the New York Post, we have... Kiwa Camera, 39 years old, just lost his job. He was making only $110 million a year because he sexually assaulted one of his employees. Now, $110 million a year. $110 million a year. And he didn't know to go use a rub and tub in Palm Beach or something. I mean, he had to assault an employee, you know, and they fired him. And he lost $110 million a year in, in salary. He had the name of the company was CS Disco. Just, he's, well, he's probably at the bar with Matt Lauer right now <laughs> saying, can you believe this? Matt Lauer's probably calling him a dumb schmuck. I mean, these guys, I, I just don't understand it. The guy from McDonald's, everybody. Well, here we go. We have, you know, this Canada thing with Trudeau. Oh, my. that was the most embarrassing thing in the world. Hey, what's going on? I mean, I think we should run for office. Uh, I mean, we've yeah, been just, living a just, straight and narrow life here. You're clean and sober three years. Yeah. I'm almost clean and sober. Yeah, just to give you a little background <laughs> on this story, though, because this is mind-boggling. This, this can't happen. But in Canada, uh, Zelensky came to speak in front of their parliament. And uh, what's with his outfit? Can he put a suit and tie on? I don't know. It, it, he's, it, this is how he yeah, collects yeah, money. Exactly. So he goes in front of Parliament, and the Secretary of State of Canada, the equivalent of what uh, McCarthy was and what Pelosi was, she decides that she wants Zelensky to feel honored, so she brings out uh, a 98-year-old Ukrainian soldier that fought the Russians. The, the problem is he fought the Russians in World War II, and the Russians were an ally of the United States in World War II, and he was an SS Nazi. He literally— This guy, the 98-year-old guy. He was—the 98-year-old guy was they a— did, They didn't vet him out. Didn't vet him out, and he was a real Nazi. This isn't like <laughs> this isn't like you call someone a Nazi, you call Donald Trump but a he's Nazi. Throwing them in the oven. This is a '98. This is a real one that is the put you put the Jews in the oven, killed oh, the Americans, and they God. stood up when they announced them. They stood up, and they gave this guy a celebration, a standing ovation, 
Nobody, then, nobody Google them. No, no one. Go then they found out the net an hour afterwards that this was a real Nazi. And by the way, when he fought the Russians, he was really fighting us. And the Secretary of State uh, uh, resigned immediately. So she's done. It would be it's crazy. Yeah, resigned. It's crazy Trudeau has to get up and apologize to the entire country of Canada that they honored a Nazi. It's how does that happen? He should resign. He should resign. Or too. the people that work for him, his chief of staff, whoever brought the guy up there. Matter of fact, you got people hunting SS Nazi guys. So now they found out where he is. He, he technically should be going to jail. Just a terrible story. <laughs> well, Gavi, our time flew so fast. Before I say goodbye and tell everybody all the places they can find us, do you have... Any other things on your list here besides the ten dollars that you have on this bet? No, but I'm going to take the ten dollars, and I'm like I'm telling you, Clemson, Clemson minus six and a half over Syracuse. All right, that's a good bet. I'm not I, I'm not familiar with the game, so I'm not going to take another ten dollar waiver on that. But anyway, thank you. We are now in our beautiful new Comcast, I'm not um, podcast studio, and we're going to have merch, mugs, T-shirts. We're going to have it all. And next week, you're going to have to listen to our show. Next week, we have a special guest. His name is Matt. His first name and. For eight years, he's worked on the other side of the bar in Palm Beach, and he's going to come here and regale all the stories <laughs> of what he sees on the bar side of the bar at Palm Beach. So you have to listen to all the sex, Great all the stories. trash, all the gold diggers, all the old guys, <laughs> you know, everybody in Palm Beach. Every pickup line. Every pickup line. You know, I have a great pickup line. You know, my, my kids ask me, what's the best pickup line you ever heard, Dad? And I said, tell them you're Elon Musk Jr. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great pickup line. Hi, my name is Elon Musk Jr. What's yours? But anyway, thank you for listening. Our new podcast uh, studio. We're on Spotify, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Apple. We now have a website. You can go to www.cuddyandgavi.com. Our sponsor is. Uh... And our sponsor is Kaylee Cosmetics with two K's. Kaylee, K A L E Y. They get a deal. Cosmetic. Yeah, they get a 20% off. And we have some fantastic stuff by some Kaylee Cosmetics. They're a sponsor, and, and they're allowing us to go move up like George Jefferson. <laughs> We're moving. What was right. his song? We're moving, moving up. Moving on up. Uh, moving on up. We're moving up to this fancy podcast studio, and um, we're ready to go. Thank you, folks. Great to talk to you.